Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Time for a little What's Going On, brought to you by our friends at Zero Res. When I get the carpets cleaned, it's never just clean, it's Zero Res clean, and I won't have it any other way. Just $33 per room clean, plus your fourth room is free. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. You know what I have in front of me here? No. I have all the uh, all the components to our... Our game show coming up at 4.30. Our name, image, and likeness Mad Lib game <laughs> Mad Lib, yeah. that we're going to do at 4.30. That will either be a disaster. <laughs> Mildly funny or hilarious. Or it could be funny. Yeah, it has the potential. I think it'll be all three at different points. At, uh, you know? Probably at different points, yeah. So that's coming up at 4.30, so stay tuned for that. It may hit the counter like a thud. Well, it depends on how creative we were. Yeah. I wasn't like, well, I, I was dealing with real things and real people. But that could be funny. I suppose. I came up with, the, I did actual products. I did a couple that I made up. Uh, <laughs> Austin apparently made up all his. It could be all be funny. All right. All right. Stay tuned. So that's coming up at 430. But now, DJ and PK had Tom Holmo on the air this morning and uh, had a great conversation about name, in, image, and likeness. And this is a really long convo, so we can't play the whole thing. It is available in podcast form, but we want to play uh, a big chunk of it because it really was all good. So here's Tom Homo from the beginning with DJ and PK. Tom, good morning. Good morning, DJ. How you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us on such short notice. We appreciate it. And there are many questions we're about to ask you that, honestly, I don't know that you can 100% guarantee us the answer is right. Uh, so I want to start with an impossible question. Are you ready? Sure. That's a good way to start. Yeah. If name, image, and likeness had been a deal, say, 50 years ago, which cougar would have earned the most money, Jimmer or Jim McMahon? Well, I think Jimmer probably could be. It's hard to say because Jimmer was in a little bit more of the information age. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he was the player of the year. That's an impossible question. You're right. <laughs> but I think both of those two would be – would. Um, both of those guys would be in a position to be able to uh, take advantage of name, image, and likeness. So at your media day, Tom, you guys were ahead of the game. There was a phrase, it's something for life. I'm, it's escaping me what you guys called it, uh, built for built life. For- yeah. And so obviously you're trying to get, uh, basically get your arms around this as far as, uh, po- as much as possible. Uh, what jurisdiction or power or influence and all that stuff is the university going to have over kids as they start to go? Because we've seen already a couple on social media basically say, hey, I'm available. Let me help you. (laughs) Um, It's a very good question. We feel that it's our responsibility to help educate them and train them. There's ways we can do that. I think a lot of these young People are in for a a great learning experience, which will come with some good experiences and some really tough experiences. Right now, that's what we're trying to do with Built for Life, is to accelerate programs that will help them learn how best to deal with these types of opportunities to make money. Uh, As you two and I know, who have been at this for a long time, the best way is not to say, hey, Come, I'm available. Come get me. You graduate. You get a great degree. You go out and get a good job, and you go to work five days a week from nine to five. That's how you start making money. From there, you know, maybe some creativity, some good breaks, some good uh, elbow grease, and you you 
makes a, a, a bigger amounts of money. But I think the key thing is trying to help them understand and prepare them for a job. So do you have companies already contacting your kids or your uh, your uh, coaches and administrators? Are you already hearing from the community about wanting to get on board with this? I mean, BYU is a pretty powerful brand, but it's especially a pretty powerful brand within 10 or 20 miles of campus. Yeah, I think the answer to that question is yes, 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 but in minimal um, opportunities. Some of our um, some people's companies in the state have come to us ahead of time. We're friends with them and said, hey, we would like to be involved in this. We think that we could use a few athletes, and we'd like to, in advertising. That's something that's kosher. You can, work, you can make that work. I think there's other people that are not coming to us, and they're just going right to the athletes, which is legal. That's fine. The issue that's really it's hard for us to deal with is we're, I feel like, and I love these kids, and we're with them a lot. We have a lot to do with their growth and development during this period of time in their lives. And I just know that there's a lot of unscrupulous people out there that are going to take advantage of them. And that's why I'm saying with Built for Life and with the things that we're going to do with NIL behind the scenes, not just seeing how much money they can make, but we're trying to prepare them for these experiences that they are going to have if they get involved. Some are going to be great and some are going to be really bad. So is the so-called maybe seediness side of it, is that what concerns you the most? Um, I don't, I think the, the one thing that concerns me the most is just that they, they have a, an opportunity to learn about what they can expect. And then it's never going to be exactly, we, we, we go and we take classes in college and we learn and then we go out to the world and it's not quite how they taught us in college, but we have an idea of how it's going to be. And we, we've done this for years. Every school in the state has educated their student athletes. And it's not just about football and baseball and basketball and soccer. It's about a relationship, and it's about the way that we connect with our student-athletes. And this just speeds it up about 100 times what it's been in the past. Tom Olmo joined us, BYU Athletic Director. Is this going to significantly change recruiting? I mean, they've already been kids, players, middle men running around with their hands out. Is there going to be more of that? Is this going to make Kalani's head explode? Well, I think it adds another component, a pretty significant component. But if you're like you guys have been in the business a long time, you realize that there's been a lot of under the table dealings that are not have not been legal with the NCAA that have been occurring from a free lunch to tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. This right now opens the doors and kind of what they're saying is it lets the market go and see what happens. And I think that you're going to have recruiters that are still going to cheat. There's still there's rules in NIL. This isn't just uh, all Katie bar the door. This is all down. This is there's going to be people that still break rules. There's rules that say that you can't entice people to come to your school. You can't do that by just giving them money. Is that going to happen? Yeah, you all know that's going to happen, but. You'd like to think that there's enough people that are in the NCAA, in membership schools, coaches, administrators, presidents, all those involved with athletics that will try to do it right, to try to develop programs to help their student-athletes, and they'll have good experiences. I don't know if all those things that went down that were illegal in past years, wherever they happened, were good experience for the kids. I don't think it's a great learning experience. You're not teaching them a lot of good things by doing what, by breaking the rules. How much do you think this whole situation is going to evolve, meaning next year, five years from now, there's all sorts of different things as it, as it affects everything because there's stuff right now that we just don't know how it's going to play out. I think that's exactly how it'll play out, PK. I, I just think that 
we're going to learn a lot real fast. The NCAA has come out with this. Uh, I don't even know what they're calling it. It's an interim policy, I guess that is the best way to put it. We all anticipate that Congress will come out with a standardized plan because right now you have various ways, depending on which state your school's in, as to how this will be legislated. That's, gonna, that's difficult, and nobody thinks that it can work that way. So we all anticipate you know, time frame, uh, I'd say at least a year, maybe more, before something solid comes out. But in the meantime, we're going to learn. Right now at BYU, we, you know, in the state of Utah, there is no legislation, which, quite frankly, I think it's a benefit to all the schools in the state. And I think it will be helpful for our student-athletes in that we all are kind of on the same page, and each one of our schools now can be able to regulate and assist student-athletes to take advantage the best way they can with NIL. And I think that we put out something today that describes what our um, program is. It has to be that way if you don't, if you're not in a state that's legislated. And we feel that that will, it's not written in pencil, but we'll be, uh, we'll be changing it a lot in the next couple weeks and months to adapt to what we learn from other schools and other parts of the country and some of the student athletes. I think a lot of what's a lot of it's going to be that student athletes are going to through their social media contacts and the way, just the way they communicate these days, which is very effectively that they're going to learn from each other. They're going to learn from best practices, how they might be able to participate in NIL. And look, don't get me wrong. I think that this is a long time coming. There's aspects of NIL that are going to be great. And I've said all along that I'm supportive of certain aspects of it. So today is a good day for our student-athletes. But it's also one of those things like when you send your, your children off to college and you're like, okay, I hope I <laughs> as best I can, but you know that you're going to get some calls back saying, hey, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids are going to finally learn that you, you have a name, an image, and a likeness, and you have to make of that what you make of it. There's not going to be people that are going to be coming to all 631 of our student-athletes with deals. I think that some of our student-athletes will have great opportunities to make some money, and rightfully so. I think that's a great thing. And hopefully uh, they'll have been in a position where they'll make really good decisions and be involved with really good people. And if that's the case, that will be a, a very good thing for them. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo joining us. So as the name, image, and likeness rules take over, and there are a lot of boosters at a lot of schools that are smart and are savvy and are invested. And under the old rules, you know, something like Phil Knight, right, and the Nike money, and no one can deny the power and impact he's had on the Oregon Athletic Department. But now, with so many more rules open, it seems like some schools are going to have boosters set up. I don't want to call them shadow governments, or I don't know what to call them. But you know what I'm getting at. And they're going to be just off to the side, off campus, making sure the money flows, trying to give their school a competitive advantage. Are you worried about that? It's going to happen. I'm not really worried about it, because it's going to happen. It's we're we're going to protect against that. We don't want that to happen because it's illegal. Now, it's going to be the reason that the NCAA compliance book, rule book, is like two inches thick is because coaches and administrators have caused so many laws to be written because they've, they're going to try to find ways to get things done and new rules have to be put in place all the time. So I, I think you're right, DJ, that there's going to be immediately people trying to figure out a way to, quote, unquote, beat the system. Mm -hmm. There are rules. They're very plain about what you can do. And each, each school has different rules now. Each state or many states have different rules. 
But there, yeah, you asked a question. Am I worried about people cheating? I can't worry about that. We're just going to do what we do. We're going to prepare our kids the very best way we can. And we think we have a... So, no matter what club you're in as far as uh, a supporter, whether it's the Cougar Club, whether it's the uh, Crimson Club, from the highest, most famous, biggest donor down to the bottom, everybody wants to win. And everybody associated with BYU wants an, another 11-1 season. If they don't want that, it's because they want it 12-0. and zero. <laughs> And that's just the way it is. Do you think or how much do you think this program going forward is going to help individual programs win? I don't. I think what will happen is certain student athletes, prospective student athletes, will make their decision on what school they attend based on where the money's at. I think that's how you could put it. Whether it's, uh, you know, they're going to get money under the table in a legal way which has happened for decades and which will continue to happen. But I think that hopefully, hopefully most of the schools, they recruit student athletes to come to their school for the right reasons, which are to get a great education, to sell the things that happen on your school that are dynamite and that have been advantageous for students for forever. And then, to be able to have program athletic programs that have great coaches and that have success and can develop and grow kids and make them better at their particular sport. And that in the, in the end, the student athletes come to school and they, by the, when they spend however much time they spend there, when they leave, they feel that they're better for going to that school. That isn't always the case. Look at the transfer portal. There are so many kids in the transfer portal now those kids aren't going to those schools necessarily uh, for the right reasons. They're, they're going for why – well, I guess it could be their right reason. If they want to go just to make money and put themselves in a position to make as much money as they can, then that's where they're going to choose their school. We'd like to think that people aren't coming to BYU because they're going to make the most money while they're here. We think that we can put them – because it's such a great institution – and has such a great reputation for its our graduates that that's a great selling point. That's a huge competitive advantage for us, and that's what we're going to hang our hat on. It's always been that way, and it always will be that way. BYUAD Tom Homo joining us. So uh, PK has a theory that there's so much, especially for football, but there's so much attention focused on high school sports that a kid can raise their profile locally, and if they stay and play college locally, well, then they're ahead of the game and and building momentum and their ability to cash in on their name. Do you think this tips the balance of power when it comes to local recruiting, especially football and and basketball, too, to a lesser degree? I think that, you know, PK, I would agree with that. I think that you look around the country – a lot of kids stay close to home because they have family, they feel comfortable, they have a great connection, and it feels right. And they think that they can accomplish everything that they want to accomplish by going to that local school. And I think the state of Utah, for all of our schools, I think we're in a great spot. The state of Utah is an incredible economy, incredible economy. We have incredible schools we have the great outdoors. We have so many things that are happening right now. And I hope, I hope that a lot of these kids will stay in the state because they'll be able to connect with the great opportunities that are here. There, in, you know, in years past, maybe when I came in old ages, there might not have been as many things in the state. But I think now the locals, I think you're right, PK. I think that'll... I'd like to believe it's true, and I think you're right. 
So, Tom, I'm going to throw a total hypothetical at you, which means it may be fair or not, but I want to get your thought on it from your experience. We know that the BYU quarterback is a high, high profile position. I mean, it's practically a member of the Jazz in terms of their visibility and all that stuff. So, a scenario the whoever the quarterback is, he's successful. And like he was like Zach was last season. So he signs a deal with Channel 2 that says, I will give you an exclusive interview on the field after the game. And he's going to get paid $10,000 per whatever it might be. I don't know. But he signs that, which may be a little bit different. You know, you're supposed to go off the field and have the locker room and the 10-minute cooling pot off period and all that stuff i'm wondering could you see a scenario like that where that not necessarily just byu but around the country ohio state sc wherever that a kid signs the deal that in a sense supersedes what the team has going on how long did it take you to come up with that idea pk we were talking about it this morning (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know this is one of those things where you said you know, are things going to adapt? I think the answer to that question is that's a possibility. It, it certainly would be uh, legal and okay for a lot of places. But I think one of the things that we deal with are exclusive contracts. We also deal with would a coach of a team make a policy saying that you can do something with a TV station after we release you from the locker room? but not while we're on the field. I don't know have an answer to that, but those questions will be answered in short order yeah. because people are going to challenge that. And is that okay? Sure it is. It's going to, it's going to make us work overtime. Our brains are going to have to be on, on at all times. We're going to have to be really creative. We're going to have to put away the things that we thought from the past and start looking to the future. So I think, all of those op- that's that's legal. I, I don't see that being anything wrong with that, unless somebody had an exclusive. Um, and that that's one of the things that we're going to have to consider is all the schools in the state of Utah have exclusive deals with their school. So I'm going to give an example. We have a deal exclusively on our campus with Coca-Cola, and it's an athletic department and campus deal. So. One of the things that people say are, could our student-athletes do a deal with another uh, beverage company? And the answer is they probably could off-campus away without any of our marks or any of our facilities. And those are going to have to be strictly monitored because we, have, we already have contracts that enforce our campus. So that, the scenario that you give with individuals doing uh, interviews after the game would have to be in compliance with what those state and excuse me, not state campus yeah. and lake department contracts already that had already exist. Yeah. And so you'd have to work that out and see if it could come to fruition. Since we're just making stuff up, how about a halftime off the field, walking off the field interview? Ah, <laughs> well, Hey, look, one of the things that we can't do is we can't broker deals. So that's one of the rules in the NCAA is people on campus, coaches, administrators, um, ADs, we can't be involved in brokering deals. Right. And so, you know, don't be trying to slide me a little money under the table, PK, to help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. There you go. DJ and PK with Tom Homo. There was a little bit more to that interview. You can get it in podcast form. But I I thought Tom really – illustrated a lot of important points and we were talking about this off the air Gordon as we were listening to it but shout out to David and Pat too doing a nice job asking asking uh, all the good questions all really really good good questions and 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 honestly a theme in that whole conversation is that this is a very fluid situation we're going to learn a lot as we go because it just is is so new and different Tom was saying a lot of the things that you and I have been saying back and forth as as we've been pondering this yep you know and they don't know and they don't know I love that question at the end uh, about – we were wondering about that earlier in our show. But the whole idea of if if an individual athlete wants to broker a deal with a company that is in competition with the deal that the school has with, a, with, with another company, how's that work? And Tom said he thought that uh, if they weren't 
you know, on their campus or in a situation where they're wearing the uniform or whatever, uh, then they could probably do it is the way he articulated that. But Austin brings up a good point. I mean, if you if you want the BYU quarterback to back a different product than what uh, is uh, the, the deal with the school, he could still wear a blue hat and make it kind of look like he's there. But you couldn't say BYU football football player so and so. You'd have to say like college football player. Yeah, but, yeah, but everybody would already know that. It could be they? in a right. uniform that is exactly the same as BYU's, but without any BYU logo on it. You know, yeah. they don't. BYU doesn't own the color white and blue, do they? Not uh, last time I checked. Ask them. They probably think they own, <laughs> own the sky. All right, coming up next, our name, image, and likeness Mad Lib segment. Oh, here we go. This is either going to be really funny or really dumb. <laughs> either way, you're going to want to stay tuned. Because <laughs> if you want to hear us absolutely crash and burn, that could very well happen here. But we, we thought it was a funny idea when we concocted it. And then as we were filling out the names and the companies or products, it, it started to think that maybe it'd be pretty funny and maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. We'll see how it goes coming up next. We'll see who the three of us ends up with the funniest bit. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You can't stop me now. This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll see how this goes. All right, we came up with this idea. Name, image, and likeness is now a thing in college sports. And so what we're doing here is we've uh, each filled out five names of college figures from the past. Mm -hmm. And five, what, products, brands? Companies. uh, Somebody to to endorse, right? Right. So the, the whole idea of this is we will go... Uh, in rotation, and it will be, hi, we'll do it first person, hi, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, here to talk about this this product. Right. And what we each filled out five, like you said, and then we mixed them all up and put them in a pile, and each one of us took five names and five products, although we don't know what the names are and we don't know what the products are or the, the no. brands. So this is we're 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 doing this cold essentially. We're taking a name out of a pile and a product out. And we have not uh filtered for duplications. No. So there could there's easily gonna be, be there's going to be duplications. So uh all right, who wants to start? You want me to start? Okay. This was your idea. All right, let me make sure. <laughs> if it sure. goes well, it was our idea. <laughs> okay, I've got to make sure I've got my piles straight. All right. You're taking these these out and uh, one by one yeah. or two by two. Hi, I'm Lou Holtz, and I'm here to tell you about Lee's Snap-On Nails. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that is that Lou Holtz always could have endorsed things. Right. And, and Lou Holtz probably thinks he is an endorsement, uh, see, a we, spokesperson for we, Lee's. We decided if we should keep it to just players or if we could just do coaching. We thought it'd be more fun to be more inclusive and do coaching, yeah. too. So okay. there you go. Hi, I'm Lou Holtz. I'm here for Lee's Snap-On Nails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, here I go. Okay. All right. Uh, hi, I'm Ron McBride. 
<laughs> and I'm backing Michelin tires. Okay. That actually feels like something that, that could yes. happen. If yeah. the check is there, Coach Mack will back Coach it. Coach Mack will talk about some tires. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he will. He'll do Lee's snap-on <laughs> nails, probably. <laughs> and they'll be the best darn tires there are, right? And he'll do some good in the community with his money. All right. Austin? All right. Uh, hello. I'm Britton Johnson. Here for... Triple paste jock itch cream. <laughs> we are so juvenile. Oh man, I could see I could see Britain. I could see that from our guy. Scratching Britain. away. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Hans Olsen. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you about my friends at the Skinny Dipping Society. <laughs> is that is that a real thing? The SDS? <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. I'm Hans Olsen. Tell the truth. Did you come up with both of those? I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems like you. Yeah, I did. Hi, I'm Johnny Manziel, and I'm here to tell, talk to you about skull chewing tobacco. <laughs> Perfect. That one does feel good. <laughs> All right. Whoops. Hi, I'm Austin Colley. Here for... The tsunami, the world's strongest in-home bidet. <laughs> the tsunami. <laughs> Wipe you clean out. Oh man, that I like that one. <laughs> I like that the product that it was a specific product. All faithful. Wow. Okay. All right. That was a good Magic one. Magic happens. <laughs> when you're living right, on and off the can. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, hi, I'm Steve Tate, and I'm here to tell you about Sugar Balls ba Bath Bomb. <laughs> Sugar, what is it? Sugar Balls Bath Bombs. <laughs> Came up with that one. You just said sugar balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that one. Good on you, Steve. How are you today? I'm Frank Dolce, and I'm here to talk to you about odor eater orthotics. That sounds like something Frank already does, actually. I, I saw Frank this weekend. Did you? Yeah, I did. We were brunching in Park City, and lo and behold, the world-famous Frank Dolce walked by. I had to, like, introduce myself to him. I don't even think he recognized me. Hey. Like we had Frank. that awkward moment, like, hey, Frank. Uh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. I'm kidding. Next time you see him, hey, saw your uh, odor eater ad. <laughs> no, I kind of interrupted. I felt bad. I kind of interrupted a family moment. <clears throat> Whoops. Uh, but, uh, yeah. All right. Who's oh, next? this is yeah. weird. Awesome. Hi, I'm Frank Dolce. Here for Alpo Dog Food. <laughs> okay. Frank's getting some run. Frank is getting wow. some run. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Tim Tebow, and today I'm here to tell you about Summer's Eve Feminine Products. <laughs> Timmy! I don't know if you have the expertise there, Tim, but hey, way to way to lend your way although, to lend your brand. Although he's the type of personality that thinks he's an expert on everything. Yeah, that's so. true. Oh, man. Is that a real that's a yeah, yeah, that's a thing. So. We are six. Hi. I'm Rudy Rudiger. And I'm here to talk to you about Bob's banana hammocks. <laughs> Rudy. 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 Modeling banana hammocks. <sighs> He's got the body for it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alema Harrington. Here to tell you about Peterson's Bakery and Urinal Cakes, LLC. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two different types of cake there, Alema. You know, I... <laughs> I've been into a lot of smelly bathrooms in my day. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Alema Eric. You ever looked at a uh, urinal cake and thought, wonder what that tastes I... like? <laughs> okay. Well, now Peterson's Bakery and Urinal Cakes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Last <laughs> round. Hi, I'm Zach Wilson, 
And I'm here to tell you about cat in a bag pet groomers. Cat in a bag. I have so many questions. Cat in a bag pet groomers. Does the cat come, come in the bag? And then come out of the bag? Yeah. Oh, what what oh. happens when you let the cat out of the bag? Mm. Yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Kairos Tonga. And when I have hemorrhoids, I use Preparation H. <laughs> mean. Kairos. Keep that, that hemorrhoid drop, though. That's going to be there. going to be there. <laughs> gonna be a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's what this is really all about. It's all oh, a man. setup. It's incriminated audio, yeah. yeah. All right. Last but not least. <laughs> this is poetic. Hi, I'm Jan Jorgensen. Here for my friends at Rogaine, hair growth for men. Wow, that really was pretty appropriate. I could see the commercial just like Carl Malone's, like, hey, Jan has hair now. Did you see Jan on the sidelines <laughs> the uh, Saturday? Hair in a can? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was good, yeah. It was all right. I think Johnny Manziel and, and Skull chewing tobacco was pretty appropriate. Yeah, that worked. I felt like that could have been a thing. Seems like it probably was, then and now. And the only uh, athlete we doubled up on was... Uh, Frank Dolce. Was Frank. That's random. That is random. I put Frank. Who I, else? I, I did. Okay. Uh, but that's because I said, give me a name. And, and uh, Jake said, how about Frank Dolce? So ah, that's good, Frank. So there you I go. I think you were too mean to Kairos. I can't believe you said that about him, Gordon. I, I didn't say that about him. It's it your was, voice saying it. It, it huh? was random. Remember? It was taken from a pile of products. A pile of something. Who was That's your opinion. Who was selling Summer Eve? That was... Uh, Brother Tebow. That was T Tim Tebow <laughs> selling Summer's Eve feminine products. <sighs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> And Austin Collie with the tsunami. With the tsunami. <laughs> the world's strongest bidet. <laughs> not sure I want the world's strongest bidet. Just ample, you don't, but you do. Ample would be good. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to look like I'm <laughs> sitting on a you know, a geyser. It's hard to live life right on the field when you're not taking care of your backside off of it. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Austin Collie here to tell you about the tsunami, the world's strongest bidet. <laughs> Magic happens. Magic right? happens. Yeah. Oh man! You All can right. just hear the flush in the background. Flush. <laughs> Magic happens. I'm living right. <laughs> On and off the bidet. Oh man. <laughs> Magic happens. I'm Austin Collie. <laughs> Magic uh, happens. Oh, Dr. Bob would have been a good one. <laughs> What's the purpose of your, of your product? All right, there you go. That was a little fun. I thought that went all right. All right, stay tuned. We've got Howard Beck at 5, not Sportsport Next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON on your home of the the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys. Jake here for my friends at Zero Res. In July, is all about freedom, right? Declare freedom from dirt, spills, and pet accidents with Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. July is for celebrating hiking, boating, and all the fun things in the sun. Keep your weekend easy and let Zero Res do the work with their patented process. Of course, I've been using Zero Res for years. First, here's here's the process. They use the ZR lifter, which has counter-rotating brushes and pulls all that gross hair and dust stuck deep into your carpet fibers that the vacuum misses. Then, their patented water rinses your carpets while simultaneously sucking it back up. 
meaning they won't uh, flood your carpet. And then last but not least, Zero Res uses uh, water to clean, which means no harsh soaps or gross chemicals left behind to attract dirt back into your resume or your back into your carpets. Your carpets will stay cleaner longer. Uh, you've got to experience the zero res difference. Plus, they have a great deal going on right now. $33 per room of carpet clean, plus they'll throw in the fourth room for free. Just mention that you heard it from Jake on the Zone, and they're going to hook you up. Give them a call right now, 801-288-9376. If the phones are busy, go online for fast, easy scheduling as well. Zero res Lake.com or up north, ZeroResDavisWeber.com. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Howard Beck's going to join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. But right now it is time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going uh, we're going across the pond, but I have three. That's really, it doesn't matter where this happened. But I have three wedding questions for you. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Based on things that have happened. Okay, a couple was uh, got married, and they went out and were taking pictures, and apparently the pictures have in the pictures have appeared images of ghosts, and then they found out the, that the place where they got married, a bride uh, had, uh, had had died there. And it was like, it's cursed. So, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you, do you, I think I've asked you before, but um, do you believe in ghosts? No. So, what are the images? What's, do you think it's just some sort of, you know, some sort of just what? Some sort of campy trick to get people to book their weddings there? Yeah. <laughs> You are so cynical about everything. Austin, do you believe in ghosts? I do. Have you ever seen one? Uh, I, I, here's where I get weird, as though it's not weird to believe in ghosts. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think ghosts are these uh, you know, shady, uh, see-through apparition, apparitions. I think if you've seen a ghost, you don't know you've seen a ghost. Say that again. If you've seen a ghost, you don't realize that was a ghost. You think it looked like a real person? Just another person walking around, yeah. Who just happens to be a ghost. Yep, but you didn't know they were a ghost. I've never heard anybody say that before. Well, you're welcome. Interesting. All right, Do you believe in ghosts? Um, I suppose. I mean, I don't know if I believe. They believe in you? <laughs> okay, so two more wedding uh, situations. Apparently, a, uh, a, a woman uh, was marrying a man, and the, they, her, their best friend invited them to have the wedding at his house. But then the groom found out that the guy who invited them to use his house used to date the girl he's marrying, and so they left the owner of the house off the invited list. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious, actually. Is that proper? It's kind of like getting shrubbed. <laughs> it is. A I, bit, I, isn't they it? shouldn't have done the wedding there. Period. Yeah, if you're not going to invite the owner of the home, it is his home. But I'd be asking the gal why this uh, this <laughs> Brosif is still her best friend. <laughs> Be a little weird. And why I'm just finding out about this now. Even as weirder. You're walking as up to the altar, yeah. Making wedding plans. Why am I finding out that you and your best friend used to be in a relationship? Why have you not given me this information until now? That seems fishy. I'm with you. Okay, and then here's the last one. A wedding couple, they they spent so much money on the venue and on the the wedding gown. And uh, the bride's 
dress, whatever, and everything else, that they invited a bunch of people to to the uh, to the wedding, but then they they required all the guests to clean up after themselves, to clean up the dishes. No, <laughs> no, no, because they didn't have money to pay hired help to clean up. And so everybody had to clear their own tables and wash their own. You know, you know what you do in that case? You hoof it on down to the courthouse. Like <laughs> you can either afford to have a reception or you can't. And either is fine. Right. But you don't hire for free your friends and you, family. You don't put your guests to work. Yeah. You I don't volunteer your guests as the, the labor. You're right. Well, and and, and, and if, especially if you bushwhack them with it, you better be, right. that better be in the invitation. Because <laughs> I are ain't SVP, going. Yeah, you must. You have to choose chicken or steak and sign up for <laughs> which up. chore you'd like to <laughs> yeah, be assigned right. to. Apparently, the guests were really put off by the whole. You thing. Don't I say. would be so put off by that. You know what you do as a guest? You just leave. What are they going to do to you? Well, I guarantee they bushwhacked him with it because because nobody's putting that on the invite. So I'm sure at some point in the wedding they're like, "Hey, everybody, thanks for coming. Just so you know, we're gonna need you to uh, do a few things here at the end of the night. We're we're gonna do the uh, the the kind of tunnel and get into the car and go on our our honeymoon. But before you all leave, <laughs> <laughs> and will one of you turn out the lights? <laughs> okay, so did everything go smoothly at your wedding? Me? Define define smoothly. Did you have any like faux pas or anything that went there were some issues, wrong? Yeah, yeah. You've all seen the videos online of people that, remember that one where the two the two couples and the, the officiant was were doing the wedding thing and then they fell into the pool. Uh did anything not like that, but anything else happen? We had a couple minor ones. The the one that's funny is the the limo that we hired. What happened? So we had a limo for our whole wedding party, right, going from the location of the wedding to the location of the reception, which involved some freeway travel and that sort of thing. Well, we, we uh, I didn't spring for the most expensive limo in town. What do I know? I've never <laughs> hired a limo. I mean, I figure it's pretty much all the same. Toyota Camry show No, up. I mean, it was a limo. It was a, it was a limo, but, I mean, it wasn't new, and nor did it look frequently used. There was some some like dust in some places that there probably shouldn't have been dust in. So anyway, it was it was extremely hot too, giving you the the idea that maybe the AC wasn't wasn't the greatest in the world. But anyway, so we're on the freeway, <laughs> oh, no. and then we we curiously, I'm looking out the window and I'm like, why on earth is everybody shooting by us like they're going 120 miles an hour? And then you realize, no, no, it's us who's going 10 miles an hour. <laughs> You didn't notice that, huh? No, it and honestly, it was just we're just crawling on the freeway, and lo and behold, the the limo was completely overheating. Now, to, <laughs> to give this to give this driver credit, he's like, "We're gonna get you there." <laughs> and so just basically spewing oil out the bag I mean, just kept us moving was it uncle buck and who I, was driving this no, thing but i'm not kidding when we got when we got to the the reception air, uh, venue which was this arena right yes, here was. uh i'm not kidding we're rolling up on third west and it was like something out of a cartoon <laughs> it was it was like the do the do and then when we when we stopped it was like the hood just goes up and you the <laughs> Yeah. Backfires. And, and not kidding. When we're coming out at what eleven, eleven thirty or whatever it was when the reception was over and we were getting to into a, like a, an SUV uh that we had instead of the limo, because there's just gonna be the two of us and that we the limo was still there. Just just there. smoldering. <laughs> just, <laughs> just still there. The funniest thing I remember from your wedding was one of our friends showed up with a woman he really didn't know, and I think she was a professional. <laughs> you remember that? Wow, man! I'm not kidding you. Remember that? We Jake? couldn't have left it at the yeah, limo. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, of course, I remember that. I I don't know if I was going to ledge that publicly, but <laughs> but the, then you recall that my wife wouldn't let her come to dinner. <laughs> Naz was like, "We don't even know her," and and we we were paying for our own wedding. We had a lot of people at the wedding. We were paying for dinner for everybody, and it was like, you know what? She can come for the dancing afterwards. 
I think she left on her own. There's I mean, a waiting room at the restaurant. I, don't know. Oh, I think she left without her, her friend who happened to be with her. But uh, I've had another person that I know who uh, his car, uh, this was at a, a brunch. His car, people went out and wrote on his car, you know, with like shaving cream or whatever it was. And it, it took the paint off his car. Oh yeah, he, they, he was not too that's, happy. Uh, about that's that's groomsman one hundred and one right there. Yeah. It's pronounced Porsche. If if you've yeah. ever been a groomsman, it was a GTO actually. Decorating the car, that's a no no. Shaving shaving cream is only for the windows. And actually, there's so many better things to use. Shaving shaving cream is yeah. pretty out of date. Yeah. They make window uh, markers. This was now, quite a while yeah. ago. Uh, and then the the only thing that I can think of that went really wrong with on my wedding day is um, the wedding night. No. <laughs> Wow! Well, there it is. There was bouncing. There was the story about what happened with the four glowing globes. We've yeah. got to we've got to get to Howard. So we can't. What, yeah. what story are we going with? Uh, here? When oh. you shrubbed Aunt Viv out of the <laughs> out of the wedding pictures. No, I've I told his story. How we we got lost looking for the place we were staying that night, and uh, and so we finally pulled up in front of it was a it was a mountainous area. Uh, with a lake, and so we pulled up in front of this house, and I got out to ask if somebody knew where the place was that we were supposed to go to. And as I was walking toward the door, I saw four glowing globes in the distance, and it turned out that it was two Dobermans, and they charged at me. So I turned around, and I was running back to the car as fast as I could. And it was a borrowed car, but it was a friend of ours, Actually, I th- anyway, uh, it doesn't matter who it was, but I was running back to it, and I knew those dogs were on my tail, and so I didn't have time to get in the car, so I decided to jump on top of the car, and I, I, the adrenaline was flowing, so I jumped—it was my wedding night—so I, I jumped over the car and fell down on the other side of the car, broke off the side view mirror— and it was a Porsche, by the way. And landed pronounced in, Porsche. Oh, yeah, landed in it's the, pronounced Porsche. Landed in the mud on the other side of the car, and my wife just looked down at me like, "This is the clown I just married." How did this story get so much longer? We both told you. We we know the story. We've heard it. We could radio, say it radio, word for radio word. Is not linear. After a hundred thousand times telling the story, it's I've linear. I told that story maybe four or five times over. I'll bet if you years. had just set up the story and we did an insta poll and had people guess what the story was going to be, nine no, out of ten. No way. I'll bet you a million dollars on that. <laughs> well, how yeah, can and, we do that? Now? And the only other thing that went wrong was it's it five oh two. It rained. It rained on my wedding day. All right, anyway. Atlantis. We're gonna have. Uh, Howard Beck coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show 97.5. At least I didn't have a limo that was blowing up on me. 1280 The Zone.